Welcome to Infinity Sports. I'm Wayne G. Joined as always by Sully. What's up? Hey, how we doing, bro? How we doing? Not too bad. Week two of our new intro. I'm loving it. Oh, I'm loving it too. Honestly, it's uh, it's where it's at, man. I, I dig it. Definitely appreciate anybody. If you are listening to the show, I know a lot of people like to listen to it in the car on the way to work, on their way home, or whatnot. We certainly appreciate you streaming, downloading. Uh, obviously, make sure you like us, review us on wherever you listen to podcasts. But if you want some bonus content, definitely check out YouTube. We have a YouTube channel. All the shows, we do video shows. So it's not just an audio show. You can actually see a lot of graphics that we bring up. You can see a lot of videos that we bring up. And we try to bring up more and more every show. And coming up uh, this Saturday, we've got our NFL mock draft, which is basically going to have 32 videos about prospects. We're going to have graphics and all kinds. of. It's going to be nuts. So. Yeah, it's a big episode. <clears throat> it's my first mock draft of the year, so it, it'll be a fun one. You know, it's always fun to bust out these early mock drafts because so much changes throughout the process. But nonetheless, man, I, I'm excited to get it done. And, and you know, it, it, like you said, you, you've got a lot of big uh, big uh, uh, graphics coming up for it, so it should be a really good episode. I'm really uh, looking forward to it, and obviously then we'll have to revisit it when we get closer to the draft. Oh, yeah. <laughs> draft how right or wrong we were, which we're going to do a little bit of today, by the way. Uh, yeah. So anyways, if you are listening, definitely check out the videos as well. Like and subscribe when you go to YouTube. It helps out the show tremendously. Visit the website, www.infinitysportspodcast.com. Links to everything right there. And, of course, on Twitter, we're at SportsInfinity5. Facebook and Instagram, we're uh, at Sports no, Infinity Sports Podcast. So, <laughs> so follow us, like us. It, it all goes really towards helping out the show. For sure. Big show today. We've got NFL, a lot of NFL stuff. Last Huge game. show today. Huge show today, honestly. Thank you, NBA. <clears throat> but obviously, we're going to kick things off with a game that we like to call You Don't Know Your Favorite. I don't have the video intro for it. I'm actually working on a new intro for that, too. Uh, <laughs> but so it's You Don't Know Your Favorite. And today we're doing TV shows. In the past, we've done movies. I find like the more I thought about this, movies are so much easier because TV shows have so, so many episodes. Easy. <laughs> so much easier. TV shows are so much more. It's so more in depth. There's there's so much more content that you can ask on. It's insane. Uh, so yeah, this is this should be a tough one, honestly. I mean, in if you think about it, you know, A Few Good Men, which is one of my all time favorite movies. I don't think we've done that one yet, but that's one of my all time favorite movies. And that movie is like an hour and forty five minutes. Hour thirty five minutes. Seinfeld, which is the show I'm doing, is uh, basically 150 hours of content. <laughs> so yeah, it's exactly. trying to remember all that. Right good one. Uh, and now, and I know you chose The Office. Initially, yes. you had Game of Thrones. Yes. Uh, well, I figured honestly, I figured it, you were saying that you were at a disadvantage with Seinfeld, um, and I had the advantage having Game of Thrones. Even though I think Game of Thrones is probably the most in-depth show ever. Um, I decided, you know what, I'll switch it to The Office because it has more seasons and more episodes, so more content, so therefore even the playing field a little bit. So, you know, that's why I, I went with the late switch for you. And it works out because I actually like The Office as well. So it's yes. like I knew a lot of the stuff that I'm asking you is stuff that some of it I know. Yeah. Uh, Dylan Moran joins us from um, his show, <laughs> What's Up, You Hoes? What's going on, Dylan? Hey, what's going on, Dylan? <laughs> on and off the field. I don't know why I spaced on it. Uh. All right, so do you want to go first or want me to go first? we got five questions each. Um, I can go first. All right, all right shoot. All right, uh, I'll start off with, I think, an easy one. What kind of car does Jerry buy his dad? A Cadillac, yeah. Right. Yeah, piece of cake. No. Oh, yeah. 
And so, and, and then I remember that his dad, they think that he embezzled the money. And yeah. so they, he sells it to the guy with a pen that writes upside down. And then Jerry buys it back from him, but the guy crashes it into the swamp. <laughs> uh, all right. So cool. this one I think is an easy one as well to kick things off for the office is what college did Andy go to? Uh, Cornell. Damn, I almost spaced for a I second. I said it like 27 times in the series. I know. I, know, I almost spaced for a second. Yeah. All right, cool. So we are one to one, and we're starting. I have my questions getting harder as we go along. I'm sure you do as well. Yeah, uh, they they may. I don't. Again, I'm not really sure. Uh, <laughs> I think this one's probably an easy one. Who actually wins the contest? So this is a tricky one because they mention it in the final uh, uh, season, the last second to last uh, episode. Uh, they're on the plane. The plane's going down. It's George says that he won. Now, technically, it was a tie between George and Jerry, but George says that he won because they both did their business the same night because they are both seen sleeping at the end of the episode. So it was a tie between the two of them, but George told Jerry that he didn't so that he would win the bet. I have Jerry as the winner. Um, so I don't know. My, do Jerry my answer key says Jerry is the winner. Because in the second to last episode of the whole series, they're crashing, and George says, I lied about winning the contest. Yeah, George says he lied, so he didn't win. Uh, that's a fucking trick question. That's Because technically, yes, Jerry won, but George said he won, so it's, I don't know. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. Because I don't know. I think you just got yourself a little yeah. confused. The winner was not announced in the episode, the contest. So <laughs> I, but know, I had to go all the way to a different episode. To hey, I know. I know. Trust me. I know that it was a it was a trickier one. Uh, all right. I'll give it to you just for shits and giggles. You know. Because I didn't know the whole story behind it. Yeah, you just got it wrong. But yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> right. Well, speaking of getting a little bit harder. Uh, in the office, we have Sensitivity Day because Michael decided to reenact the Chris Rock, um, you know, stand-up uh, yeah. segment of his stand-up performance. Don't touch a black man radio! <laughs> so <laughs> they have to have Sensitivity Day. When they're having Sensitivity Day, they all have to put cards in their head about what nationality they are, Jamaican, Italian, yeah. whatever it is. What card does Michael put on his head? Oh, that's a good question. I want to say supermodel. No, he was a Martin Luther King Jr. Oh, <laughs> damn. Yeah, Kelly, Kelly got Indian. <laughs> yeah, that I do know. <clears throat> um, all right, my next one. Where is it? Uh, here we go. All right. Now, what movie are they actually uh, trying to see? when they get stuck waiting for uh, the table at the Chinese restaurant? That's a good question because I feel like every third or fourth episode, they were going to see a movie and it was always like some made up movie that they were going to see. It wasn't like an actual movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, but this one's specific because it's the episode where they get stuck waiting at the table. Right, right, like right. Yeah, I understand. So, yeah, that's why yeah. this one is mentioned multiple times because of that episode kind of thing. Right. And I'm trying to think because I know that there is also the one like I know George goes to see Rochelle Rochelle by accident mm-hmm. um, because they were supposed to go see another movie. But I'm going to say that the movie they were supposed to see at the Chinese restaurant was Firestorm. Well, it's not, I mean, plan nine from outer space. Uh, <laughs> damn. <laughs> 
Because yeah, I remember Firestorm, I think uh, Checkmate was one of the ones that George went to go see. Yeah. <laughs> um, all, right, all right, so here's the third one from the office. Uh, Ryan starts a fire cooking something in the, uh, the coaster oven. Now, while they're all out in the parking lot, because the fire department's in there trying to figure out where the smoke's coming from, they play two games out in the parking lot. Can you name one of the two games they play? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Desert Island. Desert Island books and Desert Island movies. Well, Desert Island in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, damn, what's the second game? I'm trying to hold on. Let me think. Michael says he plays it every night before he goes to bed. Oh, uh, who would you do? That's there you it. go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's amazing. <laughs> I remember Michael saying, "Oh, I play that every night before I go to bed." Uh, <laughs> That's amazing. All right. Um, here we go. All right. Now, speaking of, we talked about this before the show. You talk about uh, him hitting the golf balls into the thing. What brand of golf ball does George pull out of a whale's blowhole? Titleist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, Kramer says, is that a Titleist? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's a, and, and what I love about that episode is when, um, you know, Kramer, before he goes down to the beach, he walks into the apartment and he goes, who wants to have some fun? And Jerry and George are like, oh, I want to have some fun. He goes, hey, do you really want to have fun or are you just saying you want to have fun? And Jerry goes, no, I actually want to have fun. George <laughs> goes, I'm just saying I want to have fun. <laughs> All right. So question number four for you from the office. What is Todd Packer's license plate? Uh, well hung. Nice. Yeah. Who the hell is William Hung? <laughs> <laughs> you a big William Hung fan? <laughs> All right, we are tied. Going to the last question. All right, now I gotta decide which one because I got a I got a tiebreaker if I need it. I think. Okay. Um. So I don't know which one I want to ask. I think this one may be easy. Um. All right. What are the names of George's fictitious horses he tells the Rosses he owns? Oh, I, haven't, I have no idea. I knew that one would be like the hardest <laughs> one, so I don't know. I feel like that's kind of dickish. I got another one if you want me to ask it. I will save that one. because All right. Uh, they were Snoopy and Prickly Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Snoopy and his cousin. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So your final question. If you get this one, you win the, the title here. Uh-oh. If you don't, then we have to go to tiebreaker. Right. So uh, when Michael goes to interview for a corporate job, mm-hmm. he wears the woman's suit. Mm-hmm. What brand is it? Oh. Give me a second. I know this. I remember that. Michael, you didn't realize it had yeah, shoulder no, pads? No, no, he it? opens it. And he goes, who makes it? And he opens it and he says, uh, is it? Plush, uh, fuck. Damn, I don't, I don't know. Plush, Mi- mysterious, mysterious. Ah. That's right, mysterious. Damn. All right, tiebreaker questions. What do, what do you got for a tiebreaker? All right, oh, shit. Let's get it. Um. All right. How much does Peterman spend to buy Kramer stories? Ooh, that's a good question. And I should know it, but I don't. So I'm going to have to just take a guess. $500. 
Oh, you weren't off that. Seven hundred and fifty. <laughs> All right. Um, it's off the top of the dome. I like it. Yeah, off the top of the dome. I just gotta think about what I know about the office, and I guess see if you know. See if I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> this should be interesting. All right. So uh, again, I think this one's an easy one. No, no, about that. Okay. Uh, Toby uh, gets hurt zip lining while he's retired slash on vacation. Yes. What country is he in? Colombia. Costa Rica. Costa Rica. Costa Rica. Costa Rica. It is Costa Rica. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Costa Rica. I'm an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you win in overtime. Woo! <laughs> All right. Hopefully, it's as fun for everybody out there listening and watching. That. I, honestly, it's <laughs> one of our fun again. I enjoy it the most. So even if they're not enjoying it, we're gonna keep playing it. <laughs> yeah, TV shows are so hard, man. They're so hard. It, to do. I mean, still, I mean, the Office trivia. I do like actually like bar Office trivia. So that one's a lot of fun for me. Right. Uh, first bit of news: We're gonna tackle Becky Hammond uh, gets to coach the Spurs, and it's the first time ever that a female. Coaches in the NBA. Now, I didn't see the whole. If I'm not mistaken, did uh, Popovich get ejected and then she took over? Yes. Okay, yeah. Popovich gets ejected in. I think it's like the first, second quarter, something like that. And then as he's leaving, he points to her and he's like, "It's yours. It's yours. You got it." And uh, and then she ended up coaching. And I mean, it's it's. I don't think anybody thought like Becky Hammond couldn't coach. You know what I mean? Uh, she's obviously well respected for that team and and in that circle. Um, and I think now, I mean, I think she'll get some, some jobs here. I think soon, at least some job offers. You know what I mean? I really yeah. do think she will. I do hope so. I think that she's a great coach. And I think that obviously working under Popovich for as long as she has, you know, you've learned a lot. And I think that she definitely is qualified. I'm glad it worked out that he was ejected and she took over. Cause initially when I saw it, what I thought had happened was that he had kind of given her the reins for the game. That was against the Lakers. So there's no way he was going to. Yeah, her. Exactly. But I, that's what I thought had happened, and that actually angered me a little bit. Like I felt like it was a cheap, like all right, no, she's the first it, woman. Yeah. He's like throwing her bone, you know. No, it was not. He he argued a foul call like pretty vigorously. I mean, it it, it looked like it was a foul. He gets clipped in the head, honestly, and they didn't call it. And so uh, he he obviously gets teed up and then ejected, and then he points to Becky Hammond and says, "It's yours. Take over." I forgot to ask. Um, when we had Kevin on for the Hawks, if he would think Becky Hammond would be a good coach for the Hawks, I was going to try to kind of suck him into saying something sexist. Maybe we could. Yeah, I know. Right? That would have been nice. Like to back him into a corner there almost. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't care like, what team. I'd take her as a head coach on any team. I think I would as well. Um, obviously, you know, you still – you don't know what you're getting, I think, with a first-time head coach. But at the same time, like, you kind of know what you're getting with Becky Hammond, I think. Um you know, coming from that 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 lineage she does with Pop, I think she's she's pretty safe to to at least be a competent head coach. And then at that point, it's developing her own offense and and making sure she can create something with the players around that she has, kind of thing like that. Uh, more NBA news: Steph Curry gets a career high sixty two points against the Portland Trail Blazers. He had said something. I think it's kind of goofy that he had said like, "Oh, I heard all these people talking about whatever, and it motivated me to go out there." Like, no, you didn't. You like, you can just do this. We've seen you do stuff like this before. Yeah, you know it's a career high. He is the second oldest player ever to score sixty. Did you see that? I did not see that. That's pretty wild. Who's the oldest player to score sixty? It's got to be Kobe, right? It is. Yeah, Kobe Bryant's last game. Yeah, I was gonna say it's got to be Kobe. uh, Uh, Thirty-seven, I think. Yeah. Um. 
I mean, yeah, this I don't, I don't, I honestly don't know why we're talking about this. If I'm being honest, uh, I truly don't. I mean, I mean, him. I get it's a career high, but I mean, him getting scoring and going off like this, I think isn't. He's going to have to do this for that team to succeed. They're not a good team over there. Um, the I, I the I feel like an asshole because Ken, right? That was a guy last yes last week. Kevin. Kevin, that's right. My apologies, Kevin. Um, you know, he obviously we backed him into a corner on that trade deal, and he couldn't say much. Um, and sorry, I ended up sitting on my mic and, uh, we couldn't say much, but he obviously teased that, uh, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson would possibly be like his, like, I think ideal trade position with all the talent they have in Atlanta. And you bring somebody like Steph or Clay Thompson in, you know, to Atlanta and blah, blah, blah. I mean, you bring Steph in with Trey Young. I mean, that backcourt's insane. I know they both kind of need the ball, but I think those two would actually coexist together extremely well. So, uh, I mean, Steph, this is what Steph does. So I don't know why we're talking about it, truly. No, because it's 60. So it's not every game somebody gets 60. That's true. Yeah. And he is the second oldest. So I get it. It is It is semi-relevant. I know if it was 50, I probably wouldn't even have brought it up. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot to talk about. So um, Tom Herman gets fired at Texas. Steve Sartigian gets brought in as the head coach. And I think that, you know, it's not a bad hire. I think that there was some talk, you know, Urban Meyer to Texas, which was never going to happen. Never, uh, ever, ever, never, ever, ever. But it sounds like he's going to be taking the Jaguars' job. Uh, everything I've seen has been kind of hinting towards that. Marone's fired now. I think they're going to probably announce him before the end of the week. I wouldn't be surprised that Urban Meyer will be the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. But that said, uh, Sarkeesian, I think, is a good hire for Texas, honestly. I think so, too. Uh, I think the program hey, expected and uh, they didn't get it. Um, Todd Herman kind of underperformed, especially with kind of like within the Big 12. They unfortunately lost the number one quarterback prospect and he decommitted and, and went somewhere else. So that's unfortunate for Sarkeesian. But I think Sarkeesian's able to build an offense there and actually build an offense that'll succeed in the Big 12. That's kind of what he's known for. So I, I think that's a good hire for Texas. Well, let me ask you because uh, he coached at Washington, right? Wasn't he the head coach there? Yes, and then he was the uh, offensive coordinator for USC for a while. Okay, and, and what is – because I don't know the history. The, the deal with him getting drunk or – did he get a DUI or something? I believe he got a drunken disorderly. I don't okay. think it was a DUI. I could be mistaken, but, I mean, people get drunk, man. It happens. I don't know. I, I think DUIs are, are more of a, a – lack of maturity i think than they are like a bad like a knock on somebody it's like dude you know how many of us like adults politicians government officials everybody included goes out has a couple drinks and drives home like you know i I think that's and you also got to understand too like not understand but you got to look into the amount that they blow and things like that i think if they're blowing a 1.5 versus a 0.08 you know what i mean like things like that but nonetheless it's bad decisions and you don't want that from your uh leaders now a side note to this story is that supposedly uh nick saban is looking at adam gase as the offensive coordinator for which i actually don't think is a bad i don't like him as the nfl head coach but as an oc at alabama i think it's a good hire Uh, you don't like it no. He's got NFL experience as an OC and as a head coach. I don't like anything Adam. I think Adam Gase is plutonium. He's just stay away and you're going to catch the poison if you get near him. Kind of like a Lane Kiffin? <clears throat> yeah, it's just I don't want any part of it. <laughs> All right. Um, on to the NFL. Actually, so I have this. We're not talking about the Bills right now if you're tuning in. The first NFL news that I had was you. we mentioned drunk driving uh, and 
obviously uh, Josh Jacobs gets into a car accident and blows that he's over the limit. Not exactly sure what the limit was that he blew or whatever. But the point that I, you sent this to me and I sent you the, the, t- the quote from Albert Einstein when he said, you know, I believe that two things are infinite, the universe and human stupidity. And I'm not sure about the universe. And, uh, <laughs> and it's a fantastic quote, but it's so true in this case. Why, if you are a professional athlete, are you not being driven around if you're going to go drink somewhere? That's what I truly don't understand. Like, I would pay, I mean, just a friend. Like, literally, you have so many of these people that leech onto you and want something from you. Pay them to be your sober driver. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. It's just retarded, honestly. It's retarded. Yeah, I mean, I personally am so against drunk driving. It's one of my top level things because it's so avoidable you know and when i go out if i'm going to drink even if i have a couple of drinks i still want somebody to drive me home i'm not gonna go out drink and then drive home even if i'm fine Mm. you know i'm not going to and i never am fine by the way if i'm going out to drink i'm getting trashed yeah of course you (laughs) you get drunk or you don't drink yeah exactly um but yeah I, i don't understand it i never will understand it um, all right, so the Bills, we got to the NFL. It's 56 to 26. They end up 13 and 3. They're going to make the playoffs. But I think the bigger story in this game wasn't the Bills winning. It was three interceptions by Tua and just not really looking great. Yeah, I mean, he's looking like a rookie quarterback. And I mean, you're going to get some highs and you're going to get some lows. And when you're playing against a team like the Bills, you're going to probably see a lot of lows. I mean, they're a good ball club. So. Um, again, it's, I think they got a lot to look forward to, you know, we'll go over our predictions. I don't think any of us thought the dolphins were going to be this, this good of a team or make the playoffs. I I think I had them at seven and nine, I think, but we'll have to go back and see. I truly don't remember. And, uh, you know, I don't think any of us had them in a winning record. So this is, you know, a good season for them. And, you know, you mentioned with the the way the season ended, they still get the number three overall pick, which will most likely turn out to be Penny Sewell. Um, just because I'm assuming the Jets will either trade that number two pick for a cache of picks or take Justin Fields. There's no way that it doesn't go Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, one, two. So then the Dolphins end up with Penny Sewell, who's a, I mean, a gem left tackle, the best tackle prospect I've ever graded, and plug him right in. And, I mean, that's just a perfect fit. So, I I mean, it's a win-win, if you ask me. Uh, I we t- didn't get a t- touch on it the second time it happened, but the whole nonsense of, you know, oh. having my cutting in and out. Yeah. All right. Let me just, something happened over here. There we go. All right. So, um, with two attack of Iloa, uh, I keep saying tag. It's tug of Iloa, right? It's tug of Iloa. Uh, you know, coming out of the game in the fourth quarter. I don't, I don't understand it. I, they did it twice. And the first time, I thought, okay, maybe he was hurt. They're lying about him not being hurt, you know. But the second time it happened, and this time, you know, uh, Fitzgerald, uh, whatever it is, Fitz, Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick, gets gets the win. <laughs> I, I was just, yeah, I, I don't understand the whole pulling your quarterback in the fourth quarter. Me, there shows zero confidence. I don't like it at all. I don't like it at all. I don't like it at all. Um, you know, we, we, we didn't get a chance to talk about it live like after it happened, So, but we talked about it a lot over our group chat. And, I mean, we said a lot. <laughs> I mean, I'd have to go back and check it all. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's it just doesn't make any sense to me. So you, you, you make the decision to ride with this guy and he's your quarterback, but then when it gets tough and it's crunch time, 
you take him out and you put the other guy in. And I don't know that just for me, if I'm the rookie quarterback and I'm like, man, this is my team and, but, but it's clearly not my team. Like, you know, so I don't know. It's, and it's a shit show. If you ask me, if there's one label that I feel follows you your entire career, and you can ask LeBron James about this, it's not being clutch. And yeah. nothing says you're not clutch. Like the coach having to bring in a closing quarterback for you. Oh, 100%. And I mean, the old adage is, is ran true. If you got two quarterbacks, you got no quarterbacks. So, <laughs> um, next game, we have, uh, Lamar Jackson, uh, becomes the first quarterback in history to run for a thousand yards twice. And so he does it in back to back seasons, which is, uh, pretty impressive. I think, uh, I know he had a okay year throwing the ball. Not as good as last year. Last year, I think he had 36 touchdowns, six picks, something like that. Uh, this year, I think he had 24 and six, 24 and eight. It's still not bad, but I mean, back to back thousand yard seasons. I know you're not a big fan of his, but you can't even like kind of say, "Hey, that's pretty good." I mean, I yeah, I'll say he's a really good running back. I mean, he is. He's really <laughs> good. He's a really good running back. I'll give him that, man. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know what to say. Uh, I don't think he's a very good quarterback. Um, I think he has proven that over the years, and uh, that's kind of where I'm going to stick with that. Uh, we'll see what he can do in the playoffs this year. Uh, they were able to sneak in, so you know they he may get ahead there. But I mean, yeah, he was sixty four percent completion percentage. You know, twenty six touchdowns, nine interceptions. Not a bad year overall, but you know, seventy three quarterback rating. Again, he's a really good running back. It's funny, and I have taken offense on Facebook when people call him a running back because I do think he's a very good quarterback. If you want to see a running back taking snaps, go to New England, all right, because that's a guy who can do nothing, and I mean nothing but run the ball. At least Lamar Jackson can throw it. I mean, at least he throws for 200 yards a game. Yeah? I mean, he can. They're just scheme throws, but, yeah, I mean, he can, I guess. Yeah. So He's just not good at it. <laughs> Again, I disagree. I, yeah, I mean, he's not completing fifty-five percent of his passes. He's completing 63 percent, which is yeah. That. I I I guarantee if you take play action out of that, he's completing fifty percent of his passes. Well, I'm not going to take play action out of that. Just like I won't take play action out when I talk about Josh Allen's completion percentage of fifty-eight last year. So obviously, yeah, I understand that. But I mean, like, like Josh, if you're trying to compare these two, that's that's ridiculous because the way Josh Allen pushes the ball down the field versus the way Lamar Jackson pushes the ball down the field are two completely different things. Too, uh, Lamar Jackson doesn't push the ball down the field at all. So I don't. But they're, know. they're in two different offenses. And yes, I understand that, but. Uh, one's one's completion percentage can be inflated because of their offense they run and one isn't is is my point i'm saying if you swapped them and you kept the same offenses so basically he's going to go run buffalo's offense but and okay. jack Allen's going to go run lamar jackson I, would have a 58% completion percentage i though. think lamar jackson would be an mvp of the league which he already has been so no there's no way he needs that running and that offense to even succeed he could there's no way he could pass the ball 35 times a game and succeed in the nfl but they have good running backs like he doesn't have to run they can still run the ball and he can be a game manager but he doesn't have to run who lamar jackson Yes, he does. He has to run for that team to succeed. What do you think he ran for a thousand yards? He has to, or that team isn't good. I think they designed bad. so many runs for him. It's bad scheming. No, <laughs> anyway. it won him an MVP. How is that bad scheming? 
No, yeah, it worked last year. But I'm saying I don't like it. We talked about it last year. We don't like teams that use quarterbacks this way because it shortens their career span. I yeah, think 100%. you can use him other than the ways that they're using him. I think they're misusing him. But he's shown he can't be a pocket passer. Like he's shown that. He's shown he can't sit in the pocket, pass the ball 35 times a game, and succeed. When he does that, he loses games terribly. Like anytime he falls behind and he's forced to throw, he looks worse. I I, I just don't know. I, I don't agree with your statement. Well, I don't agree with yours either. Well, you're wrong and I'm right. <laughs> I have I have evidence you have opinion. All right. Well, my opinion is usually right. <laughs> all, right. <laughs> all right, moving on. Speaking of MVPs, uh, Aaron Rodgers, all he does uh, this past game is go out and throw for four touchdowns and no picks, giving him, I think, on the season uh, – I have it written down here, actually. On the season, Aaron Rodgers has uh, 44 touchdowns and five <laughs> interceptions. So, I mean, it, it goes back to – we talked about predictions. I remember when we did the NFC North, we had Brandon Combs on the show. Uh, 48, by the way. But it's okay. Oh, 40, okay. Because of that um, four. Yeah. Um, he uh, mentioned, you know, he's going to have one of those crappy Aaron Rodgers years. And, <laughs> I just thought, and you said, you said, when has he ever had a crappy year? Ever. And he hasn't. Uh, I mean, this year he led the he led the league in completion percentage, touchdowns, uh, uh, touchdown percentage, uh, uh, average yards per attempt, Quarterback rating and and QBR. He and he led the league in all of those stats this year. I mean, well, he's I just amazing. And and I want to bring up. We talk about how he didn't have any weapons, right? And they went out and they drafted a quarterback in the first round instead of getting him. And they could have gotten him Chase Claypool, and they didn't. You know, they went and they got him somebody else. So I was looking at his receivers, and I noticed that they all have a similar physical makeup. Like his receivers are all six four, six five, two hundred and forty pounds with the exception of Devontae Adams, who's listed at 6'1". So he's actually the shortest of Aaron Rodgers' receivers. And I guess maybe that's why they've done so well. And uh, Marquez Valdez, Scantling, Robert Tanyan, who's a tight end. Tight end, I know. Uh, Alan Lazar, huge targets. Yeah, they got, tight end? What, Robert Tanyan's a, t- a tight end, not Alan Lazard. No, no, yeah, I don't. Okay, I that. yeah, um, they are their bigger bodied players. Um, Alan Lazard really came on this year and looked really well. Um, uh, Devontae Adams was just a freak of fucking nature this year. The guy was just unstoppable, and I mean, him and him and Aaron Rodgers' connection is just special. Um, you know, I don't think there's any way Rodgers loses this MVP. I think he's the clear cut MVP this year, honestly. I think so. Which I um, called because I'm a genius. You did. That was your prediction. He was the NFL MVP. And uh, yeah, he said 48 to 5 is just insane. 4,000 yards, 70.3 completion percentage. Yeah. So he has 412 touchdowns and 89 interceptions. He has two years in his entire career where he has had more than 10 interceptions 111 and 113. And the 13 was his rookie season, the first year as a starter. I mean, the guy is just so insanely efficient with the ball. It's just scary. I mean, I've said it. I've had him in my top five for like a a long time. I think he's the most gifted passer we've ever seen in the NFL. You think it's Dan Marino. I think it's Aaron Rodgers. But, uh, I I mean, I love love Aaron Rodgers. I think, uh, and I've said this before in previous shows, if Julio Jones gets moved, I want him going to Green Bay. Oh, that would be so amazing. Oh, my God. Him and Devontae Adams on the outside. And then the oh oh my god, that would be f- oh that would be scary. <laughs> um, 
All right. So next game we have, or next topic, Justin Herbert and the, and the San Diego Chargers. So the Chargers go out, they beat the Chiefs, but it was the Mahomeless Chiefs, uh, Chiefs, because they'd already locked up the one seed for the playoffs. So there's really no yeah, need to. There was no play. need to play him. Which some people said that cost him the MVP, but I, don't, I still don't think he would have beaten Rodgers for the MVP. No, I don't think so either. Um, but the question really becomes uh, Justin Herbert, which is, is Justin, because we look at the numbers, right? He has second most passing yards for a rookie, first passing touchdowns, uh, second best completion percentage ever as a rookie. Do you know who has the best completion percentage as a rookie quarterback? Jameis Winston? Uh, Dak Prescott. Ooh. <laughs> Close. Um, <laughs> but no, so... My question for you is this. Is Justin Herbert the greatest rookie quarterback in NFL history? No, he's not even going to win rookie of the year. Who's the one rookie of the year? Justin Jefferson is. Oh, okay, but that's not a quarterback. I know that. I, but that's how can he be the best rookie quarterback ever if he doesn't win rookie of the year? Um, I don't he's think he is. One of the best rookie receivers of all time. No, I know. I don't think he's the best rookie quarterback ever. Um I don't know how you make a case for somebody else. Uh, I mean, is I don't know. I, I that's really a question I wasn't prepared to answer. So I'd have to like go and like actually look at and things like that. Um, I, I, I mean, he didn't win enough ball games to make the playoffs. Uh, sure. Andrew Andrew Luck made the playoffs his first season, I believe. Um, okay. so I would I would weigh that pretty heavily. Um. I know Jameis Winston holds the record for most passing yards in a season uh, by a rookie. No, he, uh, he does not. Andrew Luck does. No, Jameis Winston, I'm pretty sure, broke that. You are pretty sure wrong. I looked um, it up before I went on the show and I wrote it down here. I want to see this. Most right, passing yards. So I want you to say I'm right. I love when you say I'm right on the show. It is Andrew Luck. And then number two is Justin Herbert. Damn, Jameis Winston is fourth. That's wild. Oh, one? that's what he did. That's what he did. Okay. Who's number one? Uh, oh, it's Andrew Luck. <laughs> <laughs> this is the guy who – you know how many times I've corrected you this show alone? We're going to start right. hitting the negative buzzer every time you're wrong, too. <laughs> well, I have that? access to the buzzers. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. No, I tell you, so yeah, so he's at the second most passing yards of all time for any rookie. Well, then so, yeah, I'd, I'd still probably have Andrew Luck because of the playoffs and the most passing yards of all time. So even though he threw half as many touchdowns. Half. Yeah, I don't give it. He won. Okay, so he's a game manager. He, he threw won football games. He was a game manager. So did he Brad Johnson. And and Brad Johnson's better than Justin Herbert. Oh, mind. He's what? We have gone completely off. You don't point. think Brad Johnson's better than Justin Herbert? I would take Justin Herbert right now over Brad Johnson's best year of his career. You're nuts. What if Justin Herbert literally collapses and turns into nothing? Then he'll probably still have the same career numbers as Brad Johnson. Except a Super Bowl. Okay. What do you mean? Okay, that's the reason you play well, the game. I have Dan Marino as the best quarterback of all time, right? I mean, I mean so – well, no, I don't. I have Tom Brady. But uh, Dan Marino is the best passer of all time. Nobody's negated. The best passer is just the most talent. It's not about the greatest. Okay. Well, uh, in my opinion, which is almost always right, is that Justin Herbert is the greatest rookie quarterback that has ever played the game of football. All right. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> well, <I'm>, who? <laughs> that's that's twice now you've been wrong this show, and once, and you lost the game. All right. 
Yeah, it was just, overtime. I'll take it. You're on a bad streak here. And I had to come up with one off the top of my head. You, you have to look up yours. Yeah, that's true. All right. Derrick Henry, speaking of uh, overrated. No, okay. Um, Derek Henry runs for 2,000 yards. He becomes the eighth player to do so. It's the second time he's won the rushing title. And uh, I thought he was going to – no, I didn't think he was going to break the record because he ran for 250 yards and he still came up way short. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, still pretty impressive. What do you think about uh, Derek Henry? I don't, what's his it's extremely name? impressive to watch him run. King Henry? Uh, he uh, He's big. He's fast. He's strong. He's physical. Uh He's got good vision, good burst. I mean, he's just – it's really fun to watch him play football. I mean, look at that. He runs away from guys, and he's so much bigger than everybody. It's just wild. This offense is designed for him to succeed. So, you know, good for them. Do that you know game was the, wild, by the way. So he was, like I said, it's a back-to-back rushing titles. Uh, first player to do it since 2006-2007. Who was the last player to win back-to-back rushing titles? Sean Alexander? Uh-huh. Uh, be, <laughs> I just wanted to like, <laughs> Damian Tomlinson. Uh, eh, that makes sense. I almost said AP, honestly. but He's the last one to run for 2,000. Yeah, um, yeah, I knew that. Um, damn. Yeah. Which I, I did get to bring up the fact that he's a giant piece of shit, which I love doing as many times as possible. Yeah, I mean, let's keep doing that as many times as we can. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Carson Wentz. So this is uh, Carson Wentz. The reports came out before their game that supposedly his and Peterson's relationship is fractured. Um, I'm guessing this came out of Carson Wentz camp. And my belief is that his camp is leaking that he believes that because he's trying to get Peterson outed so he can win back the starting job in Philadelphia. I don't know. I saw that he's requested a trade because their relationship is fractured beyond repair. Is is what I have seen. Um, I think they get rid of Wentz before they get rid of Peterson. If I'm being honest. Well, my only thing with it is that you know Wentz is so hard to get rid of because of all that dead cap money. He's got so much guaranteed money, so he hasn't even started his contract. He hasn't started the new contract yet. So next year will be the first year of the new contract. If they were to move him, it's like eighty-five million dollars in dead cap money. Uh, so it's so difficult for them to move him that I think that he's using this to say, listen, me and Peterson have this fractured relationship. I want to get traded so I can go somewhere where the coach I trust, whatever. And I think that he's trying to pressure Philly to kick Peterson to the road because I do think that he's a better quarterback than Jalen Hurts. I don't know if you're going to get the fan base behind that decision, though. With, with the way Jalen Hurts has played down the stretch and things like that, I just don't know if they would get behind getting rid of – Doug Peterson, and you'd have to essentially get rid of Jalen Hurts at that point. Um, yeah, not necessarily. I mean, you said I mean, backup quarterbacks are the second most or one of the most important positions. Yeah, it's it's definitely a, a top ten position in my opinion. But I don't think that. I mean, I don't. Again, I don't think like at that point you're just you're waiting for Carson Wentz to screw up because you have a guy that you can put directly in. I don't love that situation. <laughs> well, speaking of the Eagles, are so, and we talked about this too with uh, Tua Tagovailoa um, getting pulled in the fourth quarter. Well, in a close game, Jalen Hurts gets yanked out of the game, and Doug Peterson puts in uh, was it Sudfeld or whatever his name is? Yeah, Nate Sudfeld. He's like, yeah, you know, I mean, you know, Nate has been here for four years, and it just felt like he'd, we needed to get him some snaps. 
well, you couldn't have gotten them snaps in week five or week 10 or week 11. Here we are, the last game of the season. And you're like, yeah, let's put them in now. We have a chance to win the game. I think this was a total try to lose the game play. I do too. I But the thing is, is, is they're, they're hurting one NFC East team to help another. So it's, it's how much really are they tanking? Cause it, them losing essentially the Washington winning essentially kept the giants out of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's who does Washington hate more? Do we think they hate the giants more than they hate their division foe in Washington? It, that's the only, like if it wasn't, if they weren't playing another division foe, I'd, I'd say it was, but, but it's hard to ignore that they like purposely lost that game. <laughs> I'm not saying they purposefully lost to spite anybody or to favor anybody. They purposefully lost to jump four draft picks. See, I don't think so. Because if they don't so. lose, if they win that game, I believe that then they pick behind the Cowboys and the Giants. Now they move up ahead of them. Well, they wouldn't have picked behind the Giants if they win that game um, because the Giants would have been in the playoffs if they win that game. If the oh, Eagles okay. play, the Giants are in the playoffs. Um, but, but yeah, they may have picked behind the Redskins at that point. Um, so they may have been behind the Redskins and the Cowboys. Uh, that I'm not sure of. Nonetheless, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think they did it despite the Giants. Fuck the Giants. I'm just joking. Little Sammy and Big Sammy, I'm glad I don't have to shave my beard off, though. <laughs> Um, prediction time before the season started Sully, Jesse and I made some predictions from division to division and we wanted to take a look at how we did and some of us did better than others uh, I think I crushed it if I remember Well, all of us took some flyers and you had some flyers that didn't play out as well so I I started things with the AFC East this is where I'm going to take my lumps right off the bat the AFC East if we look at the predictions I had the New England Patriots going 11 and 5 and uh, they went 7 and 9 and uh, you guys had them 9 and 7 and 6 and 10 so a lot closer uh, than where we are we both we all had the bills at 10 and 6 and yet they went 13 and 3 so you guys both had them winning the division Mm -hmm. like you said none of us had the Dolphins with a winning record I had them at 5 and 11 they went 10 and 6 we all thought the Jets were going to suck. I had them as the best record of the three of us. Um, but I think the biggest mistake that I made here is, whoops, we all picked um, we all picked our MVP picks for the division. And I picked, I think, Nikhil Heary to have 83 catches, 1,500 yards, and 14 touchdowns. He came up just shy. Uh, <laughs> just <laughs> short. Just in, short. In, I think, every category. Yeah. <laughs> Do we have his, his season-ending numbers? I did not write them down, but had you oh, guys I both, gotta get those. I'm sorry. You guys I both had Josh Allen, so I mean you guys are right, I think, on that. Of course, yeah. I mean I wish you would have done LVP. I wanted to know who we each who we had as our least valuable players. Oh yeah, yeah. I can't probably someone from the Jets. I think I probably and had the like, Harry coming away with what what did you say his final numbers were gonna be? Uh, how many catches? 83, 83 catches. catches. So he had he yeah. finished the season with thirty three, just fifty below that. He was close. Yeah, right. uh, how many 1500 yards? yards. He finished season with 309 yards, just 1,200 <laughs> off pace. He was close. And, uh, 14 touchdowns. <laughs> All right, and he had two. So, I mean, he's he's worked those numbers up, man. You got there. <laughs> I, was you, just, I missed by a sliver um, on that one. But, yeah, it happens, you know. It does. Uh, the AFC West, sticking in the AFC, I had, we all had the – the, the Chiefs winning at 12 and four. They went 14 and two, whatever. They're the best team in the NFL, I think, even better than Green Bay. Um, 
you know, then the Raiders, I had them at eight and eight. They went eight and eight, which is perfect. Nice. Uh, you had them seven and nine. Jesse, six and 10. Chargers, seven and nine. I had them at nine and seven. Jesse, six and 10 again. And then the Broncos went five and 11. Ugh. I had him at nine and seven. Jesse had him at ten and six, though. So ten, ten and six <laughs> is wild to me. I don't know where he was going with that one. Uh, 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 and let's see, our MVPs. We all had Mahomes, except for Jesse had Clyde Edwards Hilaire, because just kind of you know do yeah. something different. Which makes sense. I mean, yeah. uh, and then Mahomes, obviously. I mean, that was the easy pick. Uh, the NFC South or AFC, AFC, sorry, AFC South. South. Uh, we have the Titans went eleven and five. Uh, I had them at seven and nine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you guys had them ten and six. I have Jesse at ten and four. I don't know why. Two games, ten and four. I don't. I must not have edited those correctly. Yeah, it's, um, it's ten and six and ten, ten and six. I ten remember. And six, yeah. Yeah. Um, the Colts eleven and five. You had them twelve and four. So you're right there. Um, the Texans uh, eight and eight, eight and eight, seven and nine. They went four and twelve. And of course, you had two and fourteen for the Jaguars. Went one and fifteen. That's a really good call, right there. I mean, I knew that team was going to be atrocious. I looked at their schedule and they were bad. So far, I've nailed every division winner too. By the way, let's go. Uh, me and Jesse had them at eight and eight each. <laughs> I know, like y'all are both wild. Jesse was stomping the floor for for him. I remember I was clowning him, and then you come over and give the same number of wins. I was like, "What is happening in this fucking thread?" Right <laughs> I, it was so wild to me because th- that team is bad. God, they were a bad football team. Uh, NFC East, we've got uh, – this was a horrible – Why division. would you just skip the AFC North? We didn't do the AFC Oh, North. we didn't do the AFC North. Yeah. That's right. That's um, right. We got into the whole last dance or whatever. Yeah. Um, but anyway, God, so we, we fucked this one up. <laughs> the NFC <laughs> was a disaster. Seven and nine is the winner. And uh, we had – you had two and 14 for the for – the, for, for, for the team that ended up winning the division. <laughs> I had a six and ten, so I wasn't too far mm-hmm. off. Uh, I had the Cowboys at thirteen and three, though. <laughs> they went six and ten. <laughs> uh, but you guys had ten and six and eleven. No, 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 no. Mine should be flipped, man. I definitely had them at six and ten, not ten and six. No, uh, no. You had the Giants at six and ten. <laughs> you had the Eagles at ten and six, and they went four, eleven, and one. Yeah. Um, and Jesse had them at six. Jesse and 10. nailed that, but he was he was all over Carson Wentz was bad. He still and, uh, hates Carson Wentz. I know, and I got to give him some credit. Carson Wentz looked awful. So uh, Jesse, you you were right about Carson Wentz this year. He was bad. You were right. The season's over. You were right. He never turned it around. <laughs> uh, the uh, NFC West. This is the show we had Dylan on, and yeah. you know made our predictions. I didn't have his on here, but that's fine. We had the Seahawks, all of us, twelve and four. They went twelve and four. Yay for us! Woo. And then uh, we have the Rams, ten and six. I had them at four and twelve. <sighs> I don't know. I, I can't believe I had them at six and ten. Looking back, I mean that team has so much talent on it. That's wild. Well, because we were looking at the 49ers and the Cardinals being. And the Cardinals is a much better football teams. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I had 11 and 5 out of the three of us. I had the highest. Cardinals record. is definitely my biggest. Dis- oh, yeah. Why? Who was the NFC MVPs or the MVPs of those last two divisions? We didn't even do that. Oh, the uh, MVPs of the uh, NFC East was uh, we all had Dak and he got injured. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. He right. would have won. I mean, he was throwing for 450. Yeah, he years. was blowing it up. Uh, but anyway, so here we have the the Seahawks, and then of course the 49ers screwed all of us at 12 and 4, 11 and 5, 9 and oh, 9 and 7. Jesse, 9 and 7. Right. Jesse was close there. Um, MVP wise, I think for the NFC West, uh, I had Nick Bosa. So that, oh, nice. that backfired. You guys both, uh, no, you had Kyler. I had Kyler. Yeah. And he had Russ. So, yeah. So, at this point, I wanted Kyler, but oh well. 
Um, <laughs> NFC North, we had Brandon on. This was a funny episode. Uh, actually, it was funnier, I think, because we had Dylan on next. And when we told him that Brandon picked the Bears to go 11-5, and five, I think Dylan went, oh, no, somebody needs to tell him. Like, they're not <laughs> yeah, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the NFC North, it finishes up uh, Green Bay 13-3. and three. I had him at 12-4. and four. Jesse at 12-4. and four. You had him at 10-6, and six, but still winning the division. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have five and 11, five and 11 for the bears, nine and seven. And Jesse, good job. Eight and eight for the bears. They're pretty close. Uh, seven and nine, seven and nine, nine and seven. So you and I nailed the Vikings and then the lions five and 11. We all missed that boat. Yeah. I mean, I had more faith in, I think Matthew Stafford and he just looks bad. I mean, he just looks bad. He's got to go. He's got to get out of there. Uh, all three of us had uh, Aaron Rodgers in that one. Shocker. Yeah. And then, uh, except for Brandon, who said that he's going to have a shitty Aaron Rodgers year. Yeah. And then we have the uh, NFC South. This is your division. So we had the Bucks. All of us had the Bucks twelve and four. They went eleven and five. So not too far off. It was the Saints that went twelve and four, though. Um, Jesse had him at eleven and five. So he's right there. Right there. Uh, five and eleven. Jesse had him exactly at five and eleven on the Panthers. Yeah. I had nine and seven. You had seven and nine. Then of course I had three and thirteen on the uh, Falcons. So that's right there. Uh, five and eleven for you, same. And then Jesse nine and seven. He expected them to do a little bit better, I guess. Yeah, he. he I remember. We, I just went back and watched that when he was bashing us for hating on Matty Ice, and Matty Ice had probably his worst season ever. He's out of there. The decline has begun for Matty Ice. See, uh, I still think he's a decent quarterback. You know, I, and I think that you know just needs more weapons. He doesn't him. win you football games, uh, or doesn't win you championships at least. Well, I mean, I mean it does if you're Brad Johnson. I guess. Or who's going to Trent Dilfer. Or Lamar Jackson. Yeah, Rich Gannon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So the NFC South, our MVPs. I had Christian McCaffrey. He got hurt. Couldn't really do anything about that. Um, you had Tom Brady. And this was actually your prediction was 4,200 yards, 40 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Yep. He had 4,600 yards, 45, or 40 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. So. You're right there. I mean, 400 more yards. Yeah, I, I was pretty close. I, I'm pretty happy with that prediction. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> and then, and you, uh, I remember you were you were ragging me. You were like, he's only ever done that once. And I was like, yeah, when he had weapons, he can do it again now because he has weapons. I, I remember we had that whole conversation, and I was right. Hit that button. Hit that button. Oh. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Jesse had Mike Evans, uh, which I'll be honest. Wasn't a bad one. I don't think Mike Evans works well with Tom Brady. What? Because he's his favorite target this year. I think his favorite targets are Antonio Brown uh, and then no. Gronk in the red zone. So you do know Mike Evans is the first wide receiver ever in the history of football to have seven consecutive thousand yard seasons to start his career. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's insane. I mean, I mean only one of those with Tom, but all right. Yeah. Yeah, but still, I mean, he still had another thousand yard season. I think he had another eight touchdowns this year too. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I, he's clearly he was the most productive receiver on uh, our on our football team. So, I mean, yeah, I guess. so. Yeah, he had 70 for a thousand yards and 13 touchdowns. The guy balled out. Yeah, I don't like him. I don't like I mean, I like him. I like him. I like him. All right. So that, that's kind of where we ended up in our predictions. I mean, some of us, uh, again, I, I'm really some of us did better than others. Me. Yeah. Then you. Yeah. Well, and the Patriots is really what killed me. That was. Yeah, that one. And I remember you guys telling me, you sure you want to change your pick and blah, blah, blah. Man, I was right. If they'd have finished exactly six and 10, I'd have fucking lost. I know I had a bet with somebody that they weren't going to win eight games. I just can't remember who it was at this point. 
Yeah, I don't know. I know that. I know it uh, wasn't you. Yeah, um, we, we had the Nikhil Harry bet, which, uh, like I said, I just missed it. I almost won that one. Yeah, just missed that one. <laughs> I'm now eagerly awaiting my white Devin White jersey yeah. for that one. So. Look on that. Yeah, um, which you should have worn. Your t- I got I got him a Tom Brady jersey. Everybody, he did, and I he did. For, he got me one for for Christmas, and I didn't wear it. I appreciate it, guys. I actually, I'm not gonna lie, Wayne. I uh, I regifted it to my dad. So, okay. um, you know, he 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 needed a jersey. I got him one, and I knew that Devin White was coming. So uh, that's that's you know I told you that's really the one I wanted, not the Tom, but the Tom was the bet. So I appreciate you holding through to your bet. Well, uh, that was a Christmas present. So. Yeah, exa- I, I get you. How, how um, would we work it? Yeah. yeah, you know, I get you. I get you. But I'd be remiss if I didn't, like, tell you the truth, honestly. Yeah. yeah. You can tell I'm furious. <laughs> yeah, oh, I know. Yeah. But, yeah, because it, it, it came from you, you know what I'm saying? He goes, why did why is my jersey marked from Wayne? And I was like, well, Wayne gets the jerseys. You know what I'm saying? That's the jersey <laughs> guy. Uh, so, yeah. All right, cool. Uh, I was – Pretty early on the show today. I don't know any final thoughts. Uh, anything we missed? We got Josh Jacobs in there. Anthony we, Lynn getting fired. Yeah, I don't. Under, I don't understand that. I, I don't mean, get that one at all. I think it's a terrible firing. Honestly, I mean, I think they've looked better down the stretch too. I don't know. I think it's a bad firing. Now, the, I think they have somebody in mind who's interested in going there. That's what I think it is. Truthfully, I, I think. I think Eric Bieniemy is going to end up there. If I'm being honest, we've talked about it. Eric Bieniemy has now been linked for. I sent you the message today with what jobs was it? Uh, Lions uh, and Falcons. Yeah, Lions, Jets, Falcons. I think it is. Um, but now with the Chargers job opening, I think the Chargers job is the best job out of those jobs. So, I mean, it's the one that's got a set quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I think I think he'd jump all over that, and and him, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. Uh, Hunter Henry. I mean, he could. Hunter Henry could be his little uh, Travis Kelsey in that offense, and I think I think that's the best spot for Eric Bieniemy, and I think he ends up there. Honestly, you know, I don't. I don't think that the New York Jets is a bad job. I mean, it's. I think I mean, we're working for Woody Johnson and working in New York, but as far as what they have, and they've got the number two pick now. I think yep. that it's actually a pretty. They got two first round picks. They got the Jamal Adams pick. Yeah. Um, so they've got a pretty solid foundation to build with. I agree. And honestly, like, you know, like you said, if, if somebody comes in and think they can work with Sam Darnold, then they've really got a good foundation because somebody's going to pay the house for Justin Fields at that point. So then they'll be able to get probably multiple firsts this year and next year, you know, so you can kind of reload that franchise. So they're not in a terrible spot. I think it's more of a favorable spot for a GM, if I'm not lying, um, because, as a coach, you got to come in and, and you're kind of linked to this quarterback and, and you want to get your own and things like that. And so they may have to invest in a quarterback now and not be able to invest in the future. So we'll see. But it's it, it's not a bad situation. It's not like like I would never want to go to Detroit right now. I wouldn't at all. So if you take fields at two, what kind of return do you get for Sam Darnold? Do you get a first? I don't think maybe a third. No, I think you get a Josh Rosen deal. You get a second for sure. Okay. Um I think I, I think a hundred percent. You may get a second for sure, even if it's a late second. I think you end up getting a second. Um, but uh, you know, you're 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 looking at moving him before that spot because obviously, the second you take Justin Fields, you lose all leverage when, when trading the quarterback. You know what I mean? So well, he's still on a rookie deal, so you're not really up against. No, point. I no, I know, but nonetheless, like teams know that, like, hey, like we know you're not going to actually start him. So like, you know, what are you going to, what do you really want for him realistically? So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I've always looked at it. It's cause I look at it either way. Like if I'm the jets, I'm like, listen, you're right. We're not going to start him, but I also don't have to trade him. So 
100%. Either knock my socks off or I'll just keep him as a backup. I mean, if they can move and still stay in a, in a spot to get a Jamar Chase or a Devontae Smith or a Jalen Waddle, um, then, then I think they are in a good spot. I mean, I think they'd love to get a tackle, but truthfully, once you move down, you're not going to get the Penny Sewell. And I don't know if, if Darisaw is going to do enough to move into the top 10 or, or Sam Cosme is or Alex Leatherwood is. So, right. And I don't think you need – I mean, I understand that Penny Sewell is like a, a generational offensive lineman, but like – Makai Becton looked really good this year as the blindside left tackle. I mean, he looks really good. And so I think you can get another tackle. If that's really the direction you want to go, I think you can get one of those mid first round tackles would be fine. Um, although like you're saying, I think that if they can move down and not move out of the spot where they could get uh, a weapon, a wide receiver, yeah. And then maybe further down at the bottom of the first, maybe uh, a running back because I think Frank Gore's done. Not yeah, I agree. Years old anyway. If they if they if they stay at two and take Penesul, it's a disaster pick, and and that's coming from a guy who I mean I can't say enough amazing things about Penesul, but you either move down and get the house for Justin Fields or you take Justin Fields. You don't take a tackle there. I mean, you just can't. You just can't. Now, if they came away, let's say with. Uh, I don't think Jamar Chase, and that's a little too high. Well, let's say they come away with uh, Waddle. All right. Like, they kind of get in like eight, nine range, right? Mm-hmm. And then at the bottom of the round, they get uh, Najee Harris. I mean, I think at the end, maybe there too. So if they get either one, I think he will. I, I, I think because I don't think the Seahawks are going to do very well in the playoffs. So I think they're going to be at like the 26 range. And I think you can get Travis Etienne at 26. Okay. I mean, that'd be pretty solid. If you can, if you can end up with that, I think that's a that's a super win for that for that first round. I really do. Now, I don't love first round running back, so I probably wouldn't take Travis Etienne at twenty six. Um, I would honestly probably take another receiver or um, something along that defensive front or something. Not the defensive front, but the defensive secondary or something like that. Um, but yeah. Now, I think that we've talked uh, ad nauseum, I think, about our draft strategies and building a franchise. And this is obviously a franchise that has a lot of holes that you need to fill. I, and, and I think this is no shock, if I get two first-round picks there, I'm taking offensive line, offensive line, both in the first round. Uh, see, I, I, I probably don't, only because I like cornerback. I think it's an extremely uh, uh, important position. I also don't like offensive linemen translating from the first round. It's, it's a tough successfully. It's a tough position to translate successfully. Um, so, but um, I mean, I, I definitely value it. So. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, let's say it too. I guess it's a, it's a huge fail if they stay at two and they take Penny Sewell, right? But let's say that they said, listen, we just can't trade lower than that. We're going to lose them. I mean, three is not trading up to two. So we have to take him here if we really want him. If they're sold on him, that's what they want. Mm-hmm. So they take him. They've got him. Now Makai Becton probably moves to the right tackle spot. Yeah. Um, Penny Sewell is at left tackle. And then at the bottom of the round, you get uh, Wyatt there from uh, Ohio State. Yeah. I mean, your offensive line is looking really good at that point. They are looking – I mean, yes, they are. They look extremely talented. I mean, at that point, then you're putting all your basket into Sam Darnold and and maybe acquiring somebody in talent and free agency and something like that. Personally, I'd rather get a talented free agent tackle and then draft a guard in the third round, you know, who will succeed. I think has a just likely as a chance to succeed as Wyatt Davis does. So I guess that's kind of my thought process. It's, it's more or less – 
like positional value and where you can get those guys. So if you look into the NFL and every successful edge rusher, every one of them essentially is a first round talent. He just is like, you know what I mean? Like that's just where you draft edge talent is you draft it in the first round or you pay out the ass in free agency. Very rarely do you get a sixth round pick that turns out to be a stud as an edge rusher. Same thing can be said about, you know, um, like cornerback talent. There are very few hits in like the sixth, seventh round. Most are first or second round picks. Offensive linemen, you're going to hit all over the place, kind of things like that. So it's it's kind of positional value. Quarterbacks, you know, likely you're going to be overall. But now it's, again, it, it's tough to dictate because there are outliers at every spot, but, not, but still. For sure. And what makes me think about it is you said that it's very, very difficult to get a late round corner like a, a good corner late round it's very rare right yeah and yet we look at the new england patriots who went from malcolm butler undrafted to jc jackson undrafted <laughs> yeah. like, who is scouting the defensive backs for them <laughs> no they've historically done very well in the secondary over there um but i, I mean uh, to be fair you look at you know stefan gilmore first round pick you know what I mean? Uh, Jalen Ramsey, first round pick. Trey Tredavious White, first round pick. Uh, and that's you know those are the top three corners in the league probably right now. You know what I mean? And and those guys are just again, there's always going to be outliers. And and especially with New England, they scout that position extremely well. Uh, for all their miss hits on the wide receiver position, they they nail the cornerback and secondary position. I think so. Well, that is our show. It's Saturday. We have the big mock draft. It's awesome. Tune in. Do not miss it. Watch the video. You don't want to miss the video. Watch the video. And then uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. And as well, I I have some trivia for you. I'll bring it up in the mock draft as well. Wyatt Davis, we talked about it offline. Mm -hmm. His dad is Dwayne Davis, who... Alvin Mack from the program is so cool. That is so cool, man. That's nuts, dude. Um, all right, so cool. Thanks, everybody. Uh, join us uh, again. I'll have Sully uh, throw it to uh, Kenny Smith here. Oh, two weeks in a row. Yeah, why not? All right, I like it. Kenny, where you at? It's-